Have you ever wanted to learn about the Vietnam War in a fun way while at the same time truly immersing yourself in the feeling of the conflict? Well, a handful of movies made after the Vietnam War in the 1970s and 80s truly provide a window into what the Vietnam War was, and more importantly, the cultural movement that reverberated across America. I am Reza Hall. And I am Maximus Jalali. And we are here to showcase the most important Vietnam War films and their social impacts. We both share a really strong passion for films and we wanted to talk about and cover the Vietnam War and how film and how films made after the Vietnam War kind of show and share a really interesting and accurate depiction of what the Vietnam War was like pretty much. Why is that? Well, I feel like the way movies were and also like the movement behind Vietnam after Vietnam ended, um, it, was, it wasn't it was exactly a clear picture and movies really took a deep dive and told realistic and also actually historically accurate stories. But also some fictionalized. Some fictionalized, but we're going to talk about a couple of handful different movies and I think what movies did so well at describing that was the visual like movies itself are like windows into stories and i feel like going off of vietnam a lot of movies were made that really gave us so many different types of windows and like the feeling of vietnam and, and this shows well in the, the yeah and to show and give us compelling feelings and to kind of tell us what was what was it like pretty and also, much you know viewpoints from individual writers and directors yeah and i mean Movies have such so many aspects to them, to them like set design, costume design, audio, sound, music, acting, and all those aspects make these stories more and more realistic and accurate to what Vietnam was. And I think that's why movies are like one of the best ways of portraying the Vietnam War. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's get to it. So, Francis Ford Coppola's 1979 Apocalypse Now is a movie that takes, like, was made six years after the war. And I think it was interesting to give, like, it was like a film that gave retrospective. And while the plot necessarily isn't accurate to what necessarily happened in Vietnam, um, it really painted a picture to what war life was like. It pictured the chaoticness of, of the war. It, like, kind of showcased the ridiculousness of the war. In a review of Apocalypse Now in 1979, the same year the movie came out, Roger Ebert wrote, Movies are superb for presenting moods and feelings, the look of a battle, the expression on a face, the mood of a country. Apocalypse Now achieves greatness not by analyzing our experience in Vietnam, but by recreating in characters and images something of that experience. The main character, he has these really interesting quotes. His name is Captain Benjamin. Um, I just want to read some quotes. He said, he would say, like, soldiers would become so obsessed with the war that after the war was over, they thought they would lose purpose in their life and would want to go back almost. We kind of talked about that mm. earlier, and I feel like we should talk about that more because, like, with the whole substance abuse and, you know. He has that really insane scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, there's this scene at the beginning of the movie before he's, like, put back in Vietnam where he's, like, like just mad kind of. He's, like, kind of, like, just not well and I actually pictures and like portrays that idea of PTSD and the really strong influential effects the war had on these people 
Um, and it, it really shows that personal aspect of, of the movie. Like as we keep, like, as we keep, as they keep going through Vietnam, um, more and more characters die. And it kind of shows how these people interact with each other and they act like they're almost at summer camp because you have these 19 to 22 year olds right. and they're trying to make some sense of this war and they're just trying to make it a little bit more funner by just tr acting and interacting with each other like they're at summer camp almost <laughs> and, um, and then there'd be like really violent scenes like the helicopter flight of the valkyries scene where um they just kind of like drop bombs on a village and destroy it all and they're like little kids not kids but they're like you said 19 to 22 year olds who have never been at war before and they destroy lives yeah i mean there's this one specific scene and i i just like that so much it makes it adds a level of realism that really tries to give you a clear picture i cannot but stress that enough when the helicopters are landing in like the first half of the movie when they're conquering this little um, North Vietnam village there's just like this one little boy he's like I'm not going I'm not going and they just throw him off and he's just like scared like and I thought that was super cool did you, did you see that in your cut we watched different cuts of the movie oh yeah it might have been only in the redux huh? um yeah so I watched I watched the redux and an interesting thing about that was it showed this like French plantation and it's interesting because that's a whole aspect that the that my version of the movie covered that wasn't in Rez's version and I think what was interesting about it was during the war um, in French territories, they would put French people and they would like give them money to like run these plantations to kind of like colonize Vietnam almost. And then the war happened and then some of these people pulled out from Vietnam, you know. And I thought that's a really interesting topic because that's that did happen actually, first right. of all. And second of all, it's kind of similar to kind of like um the beginning of america and colonizing the west and saying hey mm. you know we'll give you this much anchors of land as long as you just live here and that's kind of what the french was doing with vietnam before like the war broke out um basically he was talking about this french guy was talking about how french has lost so many wars and how french has always been like kind of like at the kick end of the pipe when it comes to in history before during Vietnam and that's why this French guy didn't want to leave his plantation and I feel like that's a really it's like almost realistic non-fiction almost it's like it's, historical, it's not, historical fiction it's, yeah realistic historical fiction it's like it didn't necessarily happen but it's like a reality that was most definitely possible and, I feel and like, it's a great way to characterize the war and say something about what Coppola really thinks about the Vietnam War and what do we think that is like what's the main message about how how audiences how this like changed audiences notions about the Vietnam War because it's think, very soon after. I mean, my so my dad he he was never drafted into Vietnam. He wasn't old enough, and he was in Iran, in Iran. But he was like in his like early twenties when he watched the movie for the very first time, and he told me like personally that like you know it was shocking. <laughs> like like I mean like he would hear it on like the TV when he was like little younger than us you know like oh this is what's happening in the world but for him to like see this and to like see how like in the theater like... in the theater and like to see like how chaotic and like just pure chaos that was vietnam like like i said we go back to the 19 to 22 year olds you know you just yeah. have these young really easily and that's influential 
type kids that are just like, just like all over the place. Like in the movie, you just, they, they keep going to these different camps and these different camps are on all sorts of different states. Um, some are pretty, pretty like all over the place. Some others are more organized and it's interesting to see how it portrays Vietnam as just, just like, like you said, guerrilla warfare, almost yeah. like this out of place environment. That's just filled with young impressionable guys that are just anyway it's just crazy to think that that's what it's like that's what that's how it was um for it to be like in the vietnam war at the time yeah so overall to wrap that up like apocalypse now provided a really great picture as well as being a great movie it provided a great picture of one of the first movies after the war that showed american audiences the brutality of the war Okay, so, good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam! It's a very interesting movie. It came out in 1987, so like a decade after the war, and it definitely treads on the lighter side compared to the other films we're covering because, first and foremost, it's a comedy movie starring Robin Williams. And um, it takes place in Saigon, Vietnam, in 1965. Uh, so beginning of the war, and it's much more intimate um, of a movie, or not, not more intimate, but it's calmer compared to the other ones that we cover. It's yeah, because more about what is it? Robin Williams is like, forgive me if I'm wrong. He's a uh, he's um, like a announcer. He's like an announcer. He plays a radio, radio host. Radio he host. He does his he most of the movies actually improv from him, like not scripted. He just does those little radio segments where he does little impersonations of people. Um, and according to Roger Ebert, the film reviewer, it contains far and away the, the best work Williams has ever done in a movie. That's a quote. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So most of the beginning of the movie takes place off the battlefield, or most of the movie takes off, off the battlefield in Saigon and in like little radio uh, segments. But interestingly, there are intermittent shots of news being printed out on papers with these like ominous printers that are in the uh the military compound and the news is like from america what's happening and what's happening with the war but then those papers get sent to these military men who take red pencils and like censor them and cross out stuff and circle stuff for the radio to say so like why is that important why is that important because it's an aspect that was true um of the vietnam war soldiers were actually like confused when they were fighting like they i guess they knew they were trying to contain communism but there's a lot of chaos and like people losing sight of what they were fighting for. Um, kind of like an apocalypse now. They're just kind of like, they're like just killing people. Which kind of ties all the way back to what we've mentioned multiple times. We have these very young, impressionable, basically teenagers to young adults that are just very impressionable and they just, like you said, they can be easily influenced like this when it comes to like. Yeah. And when. The radio is being censored by the military to withhold information from America. Um, that definitely is kind of relevant to now because there's a little bit of censorship, less censorship going on, but it's a definitely a thing that's happening. And it, uh, yeah, it's a inter different aspect of the Vietnam War that is covered in this movie compared that doesn't really covered in the other ones we we are talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of comedy in it, as well as that censorship aspect. But there's also some real like slap in the face moments of realism, like 
Robin Williams will walk out of a uh, a restaurant and then all of a sudden it like blew up from a terrorist bomb from the northern VC. They like blew up a restaurant as like a terrorist. Oh, Saigon's in the south, by the way, that city. Um, so it really interrupted the comedy with a moment of realism. And there also are, are other moments like that, like he's driving in uh, with his friend and then the car like gets shot out by uh, the VC. Um, so that's a very interesting. Also, another part of it that happens is at the end of the movie, there's a montage of like really violent uh, shots of Americans and Vietnamese being executed or like they're protesting against um, military or VC or whatever. And they uh, there's a lot of death and violence, but it's contrasted with the song What a Wonderful World which is that song from The Lion King. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting contrast. It kind of like compares the violence of the war with like the lighter comedy in this situation with Robert Williams, uh, you know, doing his little radio show. Um, it's interesting to see how Robin Williams' character has developed because um, at the end of the movie, he basically quits the radio show host because he's like fed up with like the censorship of the information being given to the soldiers. And he's just had such an interesting perspective because while initially he was enjoying what he had, he like, like the bombing and like the censorship, he kind of had this sense of realism to what the war, like what, it, what the war truly was and what it meant to the soldiers kind of. Yeah, exactly. So I guess to wrap that up, the movie's important because it uh, is about, the confusion of Americans in Vietnam and the censorship and withholding of information. And that's a cool that a comedy movie, Good Morning Vietnam, covers that. Especially with Robin Williams of all people as well. Yeah. Just amazing guy. Well, can you tell me what it feels like? Fool, what is hot? I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Oliver Stone. It was very interesting. He's an acclaimed movie director who has made many movies that have deep messages about history and politics and society in general. Oliver Stone basically was a Vietnam War veteran. He was a Vietnam War veteran. Um, and that's interesting because out of all the directors we've covered so far, his is the most, like his depiction of the war is probably one of the most genuine actually. Yeah, it's interesting. He, as a child, he grew up in New York City as the son of a wealthy Republican stockbroker on Wall Street. Um, and after attending college at Yale, he also lived in South Vietnam and in Mexico for a year. He was teaching English. And then coming back to America, he in his 20s, he volunteered to serve in the Vietnam War when it was starting, not drafted, volunteered. He then became a distinguished soldier, earning uh, purple hearts and a brown star, which I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it's good. And then, despite the success he had there, I mean, not so sad that he, you know, he had he, he struggled. I think I think it's better enough that he survived. Yeah, he survived. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he made he, it through. He came back, um, pretty disillusioned about his like previous. Like a lot of soldiers. Like a lot of soldiers. Like and a lot of characters. That's like that genuine aspect I was talking about. He had that feeling in perspective. He had that pride in America before the war. Coming back, he was unsure of what he what he just did. Why he did that? It he felt bad. He attended NYU film school after that, at one point studying under Martin Scorsese. And he had the opportunity to express his experiences in Vietnam through the student films he produced at NYU. Um, after that, he went on to direct 
over 20 films. Many, most are based on personal experience or historical events. But the really fascinating one he did was 1989, called Born on the Fourth of July. Tom Cruise, baby. Tom Cruise, young Tom Cruise. It's a fascinating look at, it's actually based on a true story. This is it's not fiction at all. It's based on an autobiography or memoir by a guy called Ron Kovic, who is main character. He is a Vietnam War veteran. It um, gives viewers an overview of multiple different perspectives on the war because it tracks basically Kovic's whole life, starting as a child, ending um, after the war when he becomes a uh, uh, like a protester, like, a, like an activist. So in 1990, in the Cineaste Journal, in a review of Born on the Fourth of July by Christopher Charette, quote, Oliver Stone's Born on the Fourth of July may be the most incisive indictment to date of the American adventure in Vietnam because it spends little time on scenes of battlefield atrocity and focuses instead on the ideological character underlying not just American policy in Vietnam, but American society overall, particularly in the decade or so before the war, end quote. So basically in the beginning, it opens with a young Tom Cruise, plays Ron Kovic. Um, he idolizes the military. When he's like literally five years old, he like plays marines and he like i'm I'm gonna go be a patriot and fight for america when i grow up in high school he volunteered for the marines um and he was really wanted to get on the front lines of vietnam war his parents reluctantly support him he leaves in 1965 right when it started and then he goes to vietnam yeah and there's a couple of devastating themes in the movie that are very interesting like for example there's this one scene of Tom Cruise, or Kovic, as the character Tom Cruise's plays, we've established that already, um, of him killing innocent Vietnamese, Vietnamese women and children, um, even like accidentally killing a fellow American. I think we didn't mention this in the Vietnam summary, but there was like over a thousand cases where other soldiers would be attacking each other just out of confusion. Yeah, it was bad. So Tom Cruise kills... Um, he shot down an American because he thought he was a Vietnamese. And then he tried to, he went to a commander was like, trying to be like, I, I think I killed this man. He was like crying. And the commander's like, I don't want to hear it. As far as I'm concerned, it never happened. It's okay. And then for the rest of the movie, Kobe kind of really feels bad about that. He ends up getting shot in the leg and the back in the war in this Vietnam segment of the movie. Gets flown back on a plane. It goes through a really devastating hospital scene where... He's in a hospital with other veterans and they're all like paralyzed and traumatized and like mentally or physically ill and hurting and hurting. And they're getting bad treatment from the people there because there was just so many, so much hurt and death. His, he stops shaving, his hair grows messy. It's a real transformation scene. Finally goes back to, oh, but even through this, he maintains his patriotism and pride for America. Like on TV, mm he watches people protest against the war, like burning the American flag. And he's like, that's ridiculous. And he says that while he's in a wheelchair. And he... As he's wheelchair bound, as yeah. he has been so deeply affected by the war, he still decides to accept it all and still rationalize it. And he's he tells people, like, I was a veteran of the Vietnam War. Like, I um, served my country. All I'm saying is I want to be treated like a human being. I fought for my country. I am a Vietnam veteran. And then he goes back home finally in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed forever. And he experiences more weird stuff. Like his own brother, the younger brother of Ron Kovic, 
he's against the war. He doesn't believe in the war. What? He thinks we're doing the wrong thing over there. He thinks it's all a mistake. A mistake? What is this? Uh, spit it out. You believe in demonstrators? Huh? I, what? No. Don't talk anymore. What is this true? You don't think we're right? I just, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with everything you're saying. Okay? You want to burn the flag, Ronnie? I mean, all, all they're trying to say, Ronnie, is they, they don't want, they don't want more people to come back like you. Like me. That's easy for them to say. That's an easy excuse. But where were they when their country needed them? Where were they? Where? I volunteered, Tommy. You don't know what you're talking about. Where were you? On Fourth of July, in his hometown in Long Island, there's a parade. Um, for him because he's a veteran and there are protesting there's people who cheer him and there's people who like flip him off and like say ah oh, dirty veteran or, or whatever you know then the rest of the movie after that really shows Kovic transitioning from being a hardcore patriot to being someone who's like yes I love this country but it needs to change what's happening in Vietnam is wrong that this war is wrong, that this society lied to me, it lied to my brothers, they deceived the people in this country, tricked them into going 13,000 miles to fight a war against the poor peasant people who have a proud history of resistance, who have been struggling for their own, for their own independence for 1,000 years, the Vietnamese people. I can't... I can't find the words to express how the leadership of this government sickens me. Now, people say, people say, if you don't love America, then get the hell out. Well, I love America. We love the people of America very much, but when it comes to the government, it stops right there. The government is a bunch of corrupt thieves, they are rapists and robbers, and we are here to say that we don't have to take it anymore. We are here to say, we are here to tell the truth. It's a real story. He became an activist in a wheelchair, um, and he, he used his suffering to like try to end the suffering of others, basically. And, and he eventually accepted and realized what had happened to him and how Vietnam affected him. How was his character changing? His turning point, almost. Yeah. So I really thought this movie was very interesting because it paints a picture of America before, during, and after the war, and one man's perspective on that and i think no other movie does that that we've covered yet i think what's also interesting is it also covers how like you said earlier when he's having that parade for himself like the, the celebrating him there's some mixed reviews at the parade where it is like there's some people that are supporting him and there's some people that are like flipping him off yeah and i think that's a really interesting topic to think about like how these veterans were also treated with disrespect due to their maybe them like he like initially like Kovic rationalized the war he said this that's ridiculous why are they protesting or why are they burning the flag and it's interesting it's almost like an act of denial to support the war because you sacrificed so much and you went through so much that you have to just assume it was a good thing in the end of it all despite you killing innocent children despite you shooting down an American soldier yeah. Like you just like he was in denial, and I think that's a very interesting, almost accurate description of what it could have been like to be in his situation.
Well, guys, I'll wrap it up for our podcast. We hope it has made an impression on you, our listeners, and hopefully our passion for film, and more importantly, the history of the Vietnam War, has helped you gain some insight on this interesting subject. Again, we want to stress that we believe films are truly one of the most effective ways of looking at the Vietnam War itself and its impact on popular culture. Thank you for listening.